Welcome to the Master Passive Income Show. My name is Dustin Heiner, and I'm here to help you learn how to quit that J-O-B, that just overbroke job, by investing in real estate so you never, ever have to work a job again. Today, I'm super pumped to bring on a student of mine who has actually went from zero properties to nine units in 12 months. It's been phenomenal seeing him be successful, and he's buying two properties at the same time. It is awesome. You can do it too. All right, let's start the show. Welcome to the Master Passive Income Podcast, where we talk about investing in real estate with a special focus on making enough money so you can quit your job and live the dream life. And now, here is your host, Dustin Heiner. Hey, hey, what's up? Super blessed as always to have you on the show with me today and thinking about coming on the show every single week. Now, I like to tell you a little bit about things that go on in my life so you can obviously know that I'm just a regular everyday person just like you. In fact, I want you to think of me as just like your next door neighbor that figured something out or maybe just a friend, somebody that you met at church and that figured something out and is there to help you out. Now, what was really fun is I went, took my kids to Walmart today. Now, yes, I do shop at Walmart. Um, I'm a pretty frugal guy in general. And so we go to shop at Walmart all the time and I took my kids to Walmart and they wanted to spend some money. You know, they had a little bit of money and actually we homeschool our kids and whenever they finish a book we give them $10 like let's say it's a math book for the semester and they have two math books every single year so two one one per semester but we give them $10 it's basically an accomplishment and I figure hey this is a job your job is to get good grades and finish your book so they've been doing that plus their birthdays and Christmas and they've been saving their money and it was so fun. My oldest son, so he is our second born, he is 13 years old now. He came to me and said, in the middle of Walmart, at, literally at the toy area, the, all the toys, they see all the Nerf guns and all that sort of stuff, and they're looking at everything. And my son walks over after about literally seven or eight minutes, maybe even 10 minutes of looking at everything. He says, Dad, I'm upset at you and Mom. And I said, what? Why? And he goes, you and Mommy made us not want to spend our money on this stuff because we know it's just going to be a waste of our money. You know, we're too frugal to be spy buying this stuff because they'll just break or this, that, or the other. And I said, yes, I <laughs> we've done our job then. Where he doesn't want to spend his own money. In fact, what it really came out in the beginning was, hey, Daddy, can we have money to buy this? And I would say, no. I don't want to spend my money. It's just going to break. It's so it's it's not worth the money. And then when they started having their own money, they would say, Daddy, can I have this? And I would say, well, you have your own money. I'm not going to spend my money. You can go ahead and buy it. And eventually over time, they just got wise and said, you know what? This stuff is just, it's going to break or it's not worth, it doesn't have that much value. So I'm really proud of my, my kids. In fact, all my kids were like, man, we just don't want to spend our money. And so they're saving their money to buy their first rental property, which is super awesome. So that's what we do is we create generational wealth. But on top of that, we're also figuring out how we can teach our kids to do the exact same thing. Because I was never taught how to invest, how to be a business owner. I was really just like we're all taught to go to school and become an employee. That's what school does, is it shows us how we can be an employee. Now, that's not necessarily bad for, let's say, 75% of the population of America, or maybe even the world, but the other 25% of us, all of us who really want to make more out of life, who, can, who see that there's something that is possible, maybe somebody else has already done it, 
maybe we can do that ourselves. And maybe we don't have to run that hamster wheel of daily working that dead end J-O-B like I like to call it. But now I wanna share with you one of my students who has zero properties to nine units in 12 months. It's been phenomenal seeing him be successful and he's buying two properties at the same time. And he is coming to the Real Estate Wealth Builders Conference in May 2023. He'll be coming into town to hang out with all of us, but he's gonna share with us how he became a successful real estate investor and how you can too. All right, here is one of my students, Kenny Koblenz, on to share with you how you can become a successful real estate investor just like he is. Here we go. Kenny, thank you so much for being here with me. Hey, thanks so much for having me. So it's uh, just a privilege to be on here with you, Dustin. This is exciting because I've been watching everything that you've been doing. You, you, know, you post inside of our, our group um, things that you've been doing, like, hey, I'm closing on this property or this is happening and that's happening. It's just been really, really exciting seeing all this come to fruition. And but before we get into like the nuts and bolts, because we definitely want to talk about the types of properties and all that sort of stuff, but what got you really started to invest and have the desire to invest in real estate? Okay. Yeah. So um, I had a little bit of extra money lying around and I was looking for something to invest. And so I, I wanted something tangible, uh, something that I can, you know, uh, have own, possess and different things like that. And, and, um, I was reflecting back and it all started back in June of 21, uh, met with some guy friends down in South Carolina and they, you know, told me, Hey, all you need to do is listen to the bigger pockets. I was like, never heard of them before and stuff like that. And so then I listened a little bit, but I still remember I was on my lawnmower in my backyard and, um, stumbled upon your, your podcast. And I was like, dude, this is everything that is in my mind. And you're putting it out in, in fruition or you're, you're putting, putting a business plan to it. And so um, I literally just, you know, as I mowed the, the backyard, every time I popped your podcast on and, and literally started kind of from ground one. And I pretty much listened to every single podcast, kind of educating myself. And, you know, my wife, you know, obviously wasn't on board. And so I, I knew that I had to gradually, you know, encourage her uh, in, in the direction that I'm going. And so I was like, I really, you know, I really like this guy. Like I, I like his, his, his attitude and, and just his approach to everything. Um, it's, it's not a get rich quick scheme, but you know, so that was really just kind of the, you know, it, it, it clicked with me. It made sense, um, in, in how you're, you're, you're approaching business. Um, and long, I'll, I'll back up a little bit. Um, back in 2017, we bought a property that was kind of out of our budget, but the only reason I, purchased it was because I seen the little uh, 30 by 120 uh, shop that was a detached uh, to it. And I was like, we can make money from that. <laughs> and so um, back back in 17, you know, we we were working with some um, some students in the area and one of the students just was in a bad situation and needed to move out. And so we basically remodeled a section and and had her move in, you know, a month after we purchased the property. Um, but then after hearing hearing your story um, and kind of your business plan um, made everything official, um, so that was you know that all started back in June in twenty one, and by August I had set up my LLC after listening to all your your podcasts and signed up for the the coaching and the classes and uh, was kind of on my way. So yeah, so that's kind of the the basis, the the beginning of of my story. So. I love it, man. And it's it's actually fun too, because I've had lots of students that come into either the membership or do the one-on-one coaching and they come from the podcast and they they listen to it. And the reason why I started it 
was to just share with people that regular everyday people like you and me can yeah. invest in real estate. Like there is nothing, nothing like crazy about it. We can do it. And so I'm really, really glad that, you know, it's really helped you. But then at the same time, you have taking action. That's, that's a big thing. A lot of people, they get stuck in analysis paralysis. They start hemming and hawing and like, oh, what about the market? If it does this, or that, or the other. But what it really comes down to is we're investors. We make money if the market goes up, down, or sideways. So I am so excited to see all that you've been doing. So walk through uh, just an overview of your inventory. like Because you know we talk about building the business first. What yeah. is your inventory? What do you have as your portfolio? Okay, okay. So the, um, that, sh- that barn that I told you about before, so I, I incorporated, we remodeled, uh, did some additional remodeling to that back in 2020. And so we have two rental units in that that um, building right now. So we have a short-term rental, an Airbnb that's been doing really well, um, and then a, a long-term tenant uh, who's been in there for a year and a half now. Um, so those those are the first two that I kind of brought into the my LLC. And then starting in January, I purchased my first house. So um, still remember it. You know, it kind of it, actually that this is a, a fascinating story as well because. You know, I never heard of wholesalers, you know, until your show. And so I was like, dude, I, I want to find out what a wholesaler is. And uh, so I did some investigation and, and found some contacts and just, you know, wasn't ready to buy yet, but wanted to just kind of start, like you said, start that ball rolling because I never know when I'm going to be ready to, you know, to pull the trigger. And the first property that I got um, was a property that I was like, I knew the area and I was like, you got to be kidding me. And so um, I was like, I talked to my wife and by this time I had kind of, you know, gradually encouraged her and she was kind of on board. She was like, okay, yeah, I think, you know, if you go, go ahead with this, you know, if you, you know, go slowly, um, I think, uh, you know, she's, she's on board. And so um, I reached out to, to the guy and said, Hey, I am interested. And at that time he said, I'm sorry. Um, some other wholesaler got it, you know, cause they were, outbid or something like that. So I was like, okay, no problem. Um, not, not meant to be. And then, um, this house just came, kept coming back to my mind and probably like two or three weeks later, I text the guy and I was like, Hey, um, just gonna throw this out there. Is this house still available? He was like, you know, it won't hurt to, to ask. I'll, I'll go ask. And, um, ended up everything had fallen through and the property was still available. And so I purchased my first property for $35,000. Um, and so it was, it was kind of, uh, you know, I think my first one was kind of the, the biggest home run that I, that I had. So, um, so then from there, I, uh, have just been kind of continuing to, you know, watch, watch properties and had a package of five that, you know, looking back, I wish I would have probably bought, but I wasn't ready yet. And, you know, it was a little bit out of my budget, but then in October, I had found a couple properties and so really started to, hey, I was ready to purchase some more. So I was putting offers in, you know, not thinking that many are going to stick because I love your, your, uh, you know, mindset, you know, make sure that you buy equity, you make money when you buy the houses. And so I'm a, I'm a stickler for that. I'm, I'm not, I, I never pay full price for things. And my wife kind of gets on me about that as well. It's like, don't negotiate if you won't, you won't get it if you don't ask. So, absolutely. Um, so, so, um, so yeah, so I went in, you know, making a couple offers, you know, definitely got blown off by several, but then, you know, a couple stuck. And uh, before I knew it, I was in a contract for three. And so uh, through the process of, 
the inspections and all of that. Um, one of them got weeded out. You know, it was kind of a, a lot worse than what I thought it was. But then I was able to close on the other two. But then prior to that, uh, it was basically in the same week, there was one other building that I saw that kind of interested me. It was a quadplex. It was in a good location. And I'm not sure why it was so cheap. And I talked to my realtor and I was like, hey, I'd like to make an offer on that as well. And so it was listed for one, uh, 120 um, I believe. And um, I ended up offering 115 so five under. And it was in the middle of this, you know, market, you know, hype and, and different things like that. She said that that evening there was four other offers made on the property. So I was assuming I'm probably not going to get it. And I want to pause for a quick second and share that honestly, I really want you to invest in real estate. My new goal in my life, my first goal was to quit my job in 10 years. And I did that, accomplished that at 37. Now my new goal is to help 1 million people invest in real estate. So two things I would ask from you. Number one, if you get anything out of this episode, please share it with somebody else. Just say, hey, you know, check out Dustin and Master Passive Income. He really wants to help a million people to invest in real estate. That's number one. Number two, I want to get you to invest in real estate get my real estate investing course absolutely for free. Text the word rental, R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. Rental to 33777. I'll literally give you my course, show you how to find the area of the country to invest, how to build the business first. You know, I always talk about that and how to find the right properties, how to make sure you're getting experts to do the work for you and scale the business to where you're making $250 or more in passive income, scale it to quit your job, I'll literally get to you or go to masterpassiveincome.com forward slash free course. Obviously, it'll be in the description, but I really, really want you to invest in real estate because the more that actual normal everyday people own real estate that are good landlords, the better everybody's life gets. And the next morning they said they accepted mine. And so um, so that was really kind of cool. So I was, I wasn't quite sure. I, I was a little bit scared because, you know, I was like, Dustin, what, what am I doing? <laughs> I remember, you know, I think emailing you just to, you know, make sure I'm not, you know, in over my head, but yeah, so that's kind of where I'm at right now. So I have the, the two at my property and then, um, and then the single family in January and then the quadplex, and then the two single families that I just closed on here in the last uh, month and a half. That's phenomenal. And yeah, what you're, I get a lot of people asking me, well, how do you buy it for lower than the market value? And like in today's market, this is 2022. We're actually in the recording this in December. Um, and so people are asking, like, how do you actually do that? You know, people are getting, you know, paying way over price or the asking price. And I'm like, well, we're investors. We don't, we just keep putting in offers. Somebody yeah. eventually is going to take our offer. And if they don't, we'll just keep waiting. We're patient, but we don't overpay. And that's something I've seen you do, which is great. And then really getting two properties at the same time, it, that's just terrific. And people are asking me, how do you even get one, let alone two at the same time? It's because we're putting in lots and lots of offers. Now, when you started doing the the, the coaching, what would you say has really helped you to make sure that you're doing it right, that you're not going to be losing money, that you're going to be eventually be able to become successfully unemployed with your business? Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, honestly, I went from not knowing much of anything to to just you know learning everything from from your show and and from the podcast. And um, but ultimately, you know, the the green light deal, you know, running the numbers, you know, if the numbers work, you know, it it goes you know, you don't want to, you know, connect your emotions as much. If the numbers work, it works. And so that's what I really had to go back to, you know, even in my questioning and in my doubting, you know, hey, if the numbers work, the numbers work. And so trust the numbers. Um, and, and I really like what um, 
Charles uh, had mentioned in in one of the um, I think the the internal um, emails that he sent out to you, and and that was kind of the same thing that I've been going by. You know, when you run your numbers, I always run them high because I rather be high than than low. And so, you know, if if interest rates are at six percent, you know, um, do it at eight percent. Run them at eight percent just to give you an extra buffer. Um, because if you know it's going to work at eight percent, you know it's going to work at six percent, and there's some flux for increase as well. Um, and so, different things like that that I've been doing. Um, and like you said, um, I, I ask myself the same question. You know, is now the the right time? Is now the right time? Because I, I still, you know, think it's. It's going to fall, uh, but I'm not going to wait for that because, and, and what I'm realizing is there's more deals out there than you, you ever thought. You just have to go and find them. And, you know, the other thing is, you know, finding the good locations. You know, I think it goes back to starting, your starting point is, you know, make sure that you um, find a good property manager in a good location. Um, because, you know, that's something that I've also been str struggling with a little bit as well and kind of having to backtrack. but. Um, I'm realizing through my mistakes more and more the, the the validity of that, the importance of that is, you know, you can find good properties in good areas, but if you don't have a good property manager, uh, somebody that you can trust, it's not going to be a good area. And so I would just encourage you in that. Um, so start with your property manager, start with, you know, finding areas that have good, um, you know, rent, rent ratios to, to purchase prices um, and stuff like that. And then just you know, stick, stick to it. So um, I know early on, I was a little frustrated because, you know, I was trying to balance a full-time job with, you know, all of this and I wasn't going nearly as fast as I wanted to. Um, but just take, take, take your time, take, you know, work at your own pace, but be consistent and, and stay consistent and, uh, and things will, will start to, to fall into place. So. Yeah. The process of actually just making sure that, that a property is, going to make you money in passive income. It's going to be a good property. You're going to, uh, meaning uh, the numbers are going to work well. That's very simple. In fact, I had the green light deal analyzer that you mentioned. Um, yeah. Literally, it walks you through, like you just put in a couple of numbers and it pops out the information, like the, the ratios that you need. Do you have enough passive income? Are you capturing equity? It even helps you to negotiate. It gives you like an idea of where you might want to start negotiating. And so that process is actually very simple. But what you said, which, which was actually much harder, it, especially if you have a full-time job and you have a family and you're really, you know, you have to build another business. That's the hard part is building the business, making sure we're finding the right people in the business, finding the right property managers, finding literally everybody to make sure that the business runs on its own without us. Now, what were some hurdles that you had to jump over or some maybe lessons learned as you've started building your business and now looking back and say, man, this is what I have now. I already, like I'm acquiring these quadplex, I'm getting these single family homes. What or in the past, would you say that was a big leap in your brain of like I jumped over this hurdle or this lesson learned? Yeah, yeah. Um, like I told you, I think uh, at the beginning of the show or before we got online, you know, this is a a learning process through and through, and so I'm I'm learning every single day as I'm going. Um, but some of the some of the hurdles that you know I've had to walk through is um, you know I had a property manager really kind of frustrated with him, you know, stopped communicating well and am not getting payments the on schedule the way that you know I I should be um and so you know I'm in the process of you know going back to you know my other contacts and and revisiting that um and and so that's been one of the the major hurdles um the the two properties um that I 
have been managing myself, you know, those are going well. Um, and then also, you know, starting to impl implement, you know, uh, working with uh, Avail and and kind of simplifying those processes. So that's been really nice just to, um, you know, begin to simplify and understand the business um, concept a little bit more instead of doing a lot of hands-on, you know, stuff. So, um, but one of the the other big hurdles for me is, um, so the, the next phase in, in my education is, is financing. So, um, you know, the first finance, the first portion of my financing has been through, um, I was able to get a, a decent sized HELOC on my home. And so that's what I've been using to cash off and, and to, you know, negotiate deals with some of these properties. And so that's been working really well. And especially with um, the way that interest rates are, are continuing to go, go up, um, I have the, the flexibility to still come in with a cash offer um, with, um, with the high interest rates um, and different things like that. And so um, I think that's honestly why I was able to get the, the quadplex is because I had a cash offer, um, which I was able to use with my HELOC. So, um, but another, another, another hurdle that I had was, um, you know, the furnace went out. And so, you know, what, you know, I actually just this morning, you know, I had a, a, a furnace go out. And so, um, you know, I'm in the, the, the midst of doing, you know, property managing, changing and stuff like that. Um, and so I had to manage that myself a little bit. Um, so the first thing, you know, I, I'm learning is, you know, make sure that you get a couple different quotes um, because I had another um, uh, furnace that had gone out with my property manager. He came back. He was like, hey, it's going to be twenty seven hundred dollars um, and or third. No, thirty two, thirty two hundred dollars. And so I was like, yeah, that, that's a little high for me. Um, let me, you know, let me in, in my contract. I have, you know, if it's over a thousand dollars, I'll need three different quotes. And he didn't give me three quotes. And so I was like, hey, you get one quote and I'll get another quote. And that makes three quotes. And so I was able to get get one for twenty five. And then he came back with one for twenty seven. And so, you know, I saved, you know, uh, five hundred dollars, six hundred dollars that way. And so, you know, all those little things make a big difference in the long run. Um, and so make sure that, you know, you also stay on top of your property manager um, until you really um, establish that trust with him and, and they understand kind of your business philosophy and, and how you run things. Um, so I would just say, you know, hopefully you can find one that you don't have to stay on top of all the time. Um, but especially early on, make sure that they're working for you um, and make sure that you, you know, clearly identify what you're looking for um, and the, the limits and the regulations that you set in place, you know, anything above 500, I want, you know, two quotes, you know, anything over $200, um, he needs to consult with me unless it's an emergency, something like that, um, just to kind of uh, keep them in check as well. I think that's a great idea. And for me, I always watch over my property managers and sometimes I kind of take my eye off the ball. In fact, I think it was like a couple months ago, I even released a podcast episode where I was talking about, man, I took my eye off the ball and some uh, things just came up, expenses, things happen. I was like, oh my goodness. Or, you know, a tenant's staying there two months longer than they should have. We should evict them. Things like that. When you take your eye off the ball of, of managing your manager, then bad things start to happen. So you always need to be watching, but nobody's going to care about your money more than you. And so you need to watch out for that. And um, I love getting multiple quotes too, because not just the price, the price is good. You want to get that down, but you also have different eyeballs looking at the problem. And let's, because I've had this countless times. In fact, in Ohio, 
it's notorious. If you have a furnace that's older than like, let's say 25, 30 years old, every single new company will come in and say, oh, it's not working, replace it. That's the first thing they'll say is replace it. Well, if you find somebody that actually knows how to repair these, you'll actually find somebody that's going to be worth their weight in gold because they've, I have one, um, his name's Bill. I have one furnace guy and he's an old guy. I think he's like 65, 70 years old and he's still trekking around and still Mm -hmm. fixing furnaces. But every single time, like almost, I would say, yeah, like literally every single time some new company comes in and says, Hey, replace the furnace. I call it Bill. Hey, Bill. And well, it's usually my property manager calling up other people, but now I always tell them, call Bill first (laughs) and do that because (laughs) I built my team. I built my business up first. I found Bill and Bill every time he'll go in there. Oh, you don't need to replace it. It's just, you know, this $20 part and a little cleaning and it, it we're good. And it's like, you know, $50 for the call. I'm like, done. That's awesome. Yeah. And yeah. so you have more because when you build the business, you have the right people running the business, but you still need to watch out for them. You still need to make sure that they're, you're managing them well. So in financing, what are you doing now to move forward? I mean, there's lots of different ways to get financing for properties. Using a HELOC is fantastic. In fact, if you can buy a house with cash, that is the best way. In fact, all real estate investors would love to get there. We should get to where we're buying a house with cash. It doesn't have to be our own personal cash that we save money. It could have been a home equity credit, private money, hard money, or some other way, but you use cash to buy the property, you get it much faster. Now, using up the HELOC, you need to you know eventually refinance, pay off your HELOC and all that sort of stuff. But what are you doing now to continually scale the business with more properties and financing? Yeah. So um, I actually am meeting with a couple of different um, local banks because um, um, I have a friend in, in commercial banking. And so he's, um, I want to pick his brain a little bit about, um, he was telling me about a product about uh, commercial loan that will also be tied to a commercial line of credit so that, you know, I can, um, so I, I'm really new at that. So I, I have not a whole lot of information on that, but I, uh, setting up a meeting with him to just, you know, kind of figure out what that looks like. Um, and then I'd also like to start doing some private, private money as well. Um, I've already been, you know, throwing the word out, you know, um, at, like you said, I, I love, you know, I'm a, I'm an investor and then I do everything else on the side. Um, but as, as you say, as you, you know, have those conversations, I've had a number of different conversations with individuals who, you know, I've, um, discussed that I'm, I'm a, you know, I invest in real estate and they're like, Oh, you know, what do you do? And so we get in conversation and, uh, before I know it, you know, it, I, you know, I learned something from the conversation and, you know, just the other day I, I had a conversation like that where, um, this gentleman has been investing for six years. Uh, same area and, you know, had a property manager and said, Hey, I just, uh, you know, change property managers. And, uh, you know, I was like, Oh, <laughs> your, your old one doesn't happen to be this guy. And, and he was like, actually, matter of fact, it is. So, um, so just kind of, you know, just, um, different conversations, you, you begin to discover that there's more people out there that are doing something similar to you that you can learn from that you can, you know, pick each other's brains. Um, and so I'd love to, uh, so in doing that, I, you know, threw in the word out and had a couple individuals already come to me and say, Hey, I'd love to to invest. You know, I, I'm not necessarily into doing it myself, but I'd be willing to give you money. So that's kind of my next, my next phase as well. A um, couple different options that I'm looking into, but I think now with um, nine properties, I can build my, I can 
present a, a, a portfolio and kind of give them the numbers, give them before and after, because uh, I did some, you know, completely uh, remodel on the first home and um, and then in the process of remodeling the, the last uh, three that I just purchased. So, yeah. I think that's great. And you're finding great ways to finance your property. So instead of, instead of actually having your how much you a credit using your savings, whatever it might be, like uh, that you have it in, in, at first hand. But there are other ways, like having a business line of credit, having um, uh, private money lenders, hard money lenders. Um, so you're coming to RubeCon, right? Yeah, in uh, yeah, in May. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. I, I have a good friend of mine. His name's Felipe. He loves <clears throat> helping people get business lines of credit, commercial lines of credit, business lines of credit. And so he's going to be there teaching on how to get even more business lines of credit, just unsecured business line of credit. So I literally went to my, um, uh, what is it called? The um, local credit union. Just went to a credit union. I said, hey, I have my business. I would like to get a line of credit. They said, okay, well, you can get a secured one, which means you know it's attached to a property, attached to you know some sort of collateral, or you can get an unsecured line of credit. It's a higher interest rate, but here's we can give you $50,000 as an unsecured line of credit for your business. <laughs> Wow, that's fantastic. I mean, that's going to help me get many properties. I literally have like five businesses. So I can get literally five different home or sorry, uh, business lines of credit. But at the same time, I can go to business after business. I know of um, one person, he literally just had one business, but he went to bank after bank after bank to find more business lines of credit. And he just got like like 10 business lines of credit of $50,000. He has $500,000 he can use. Wow. So, so many different ways that we can actually invest. Now, what are your goals? Like, what would you eventually like to see? What's the purpose of you investing in real estate? Yeah. So, I mean, the number one purpose is, um, you know, successfully unemployed is to be able to provide for my family. Um, but then, you know, as a family, we, we love traveling. Um, my wife also has a bunch of health, health issues. And so I'd love to get her, you know, um, more, more medical attention, um, you know, that she needs. And so that's a, a big drive as well you know, to, to really keep, um, increasing the, the business. Um, I also work for a couple of nonprofits and so, um, we, we, we believe in, in giving back. And so, uh, that's kind of, uh, another, uh, goal of, of ours is, you know, as we scale this business to, to be able to give back more and more, um, stuff like that. So, um, does that kind of answer your question? It, it sure does, especially yeah. being yeah. successfully unemployed. That was my number one goal is making yeah. enough money and passive income. Now, um, you said it was your, your wife that, has illnesses? Yeah. Yeah. So we, um, we had a, uh, long story short, we had our first child at, um, 20, 25, we went in the labor at 25 weeks and she was born at 27 weeks. And so oh, she was born two pounds, seven ounces and, uh, has just really been a miracle. Uh, she just turned 10 and, uh, is playing Praise softball the Lord. and, uh, just highly, highly energetic young, young lady, uh, beautiful young lady. So, uh, but then, because of that, um, we discovered a lot of medical issues uh, in my wife. She had some massive blood slots in her legs and uh, that she's uh, dealing with for the rest of her life. And then uh, some back issues and stuff like that. So, yeah, so um, love to get, you know, just some extra uh, medical attention for her. And um, and then, yeah, we we've adopted a, a, a boy um, and he's four. And so uh, we uh are continuing to, and we're also looking to possibly do some fostering as well. So, you know, being unemployed will really help us to be able to um, free our time to be able to invest in, in, in some, uh, you know, more people. Ultimately, That's great. That's great. Af after the call, I'll get, get her name so I could be praying for, for okay. her and praying for I you guys. That. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. So 
next steps for you? Is it to continually build in the same city or, cause I know people always ask, where should we invest? And you're yeah. in Ohio. Is there, yeah. are you looking to continue in that area? Are you looking to branch out to other States? What are your thoughts there? Yeah. So my, my initial goal, you know, um, just goals from, from number perspective was, you know, about 10 in one area and then, you know, uh, move to another area just to diversify. Cause I, I, I'm all about diversification and stuff like that. So um, that is kind of the next step as well is I want to, you know, begin to, I, we, we lived in South Carolina for a while. So I have a, you know, a, a heart for the South. I, I love the South Southern hospitality. And so um, I'm probably just from a personal perspective, you know, wanting to, to start looking down South somewhere um, to, to try to, to get another location. So I, I, that would be one of the, the next steps uh, in the, the scaling. Um, and then, yeah, yeah, with the financing, uh, figuring out financing, uh, growing in that is is another step. And then also, you know, having to you know, kind of figure out the uh, property management, get that all figured out as well. So, yeah. That's great. And I know a lot of people ask me the question, like, when should we find a new city? You know, I, I personally don't like having all my eggs in one basket, I like having lots of baskets. So that in yeah. case something happened to one property manager, I'm not having to worry about feeding my family. And so that's smart. And moving on to another area would be, be great. But at the same time, you also have short-term properties as well. And yeah. that's why I, I want to quickly talk to you about that because I love buy and hold. So it's not just long-term rentals. Like I love long-term rentals. Don't get me wrong, but I love midterm as well. I love short-term. I love multifamily where we're buying and holding these properties for a very, very long time. In fact, giving to, I love giving, want to give my kids like generational wealth. So talk to me about your short-term rental property that you have. Yeah. So, um, so the short-term rental property, we um, had a friend from Ireland uh, stay with us. And so we ultimately had remodeled it for her. And uh, because of visas, she'd go back and have to renew. And then, you know, she got stuck in, in Ireland for, you know, a year and a half through COVID. And so we were like, hey, let's, let's Airbnb it. And so um, that's when we started. And, and it's been a, you know, a big hit. You know, it's, you know, two to, you know, two to three times the amount of what long-term rent we can get out of it. Um, and now what I'm doing is I'm, I'm uh, looking to, you know, do, uh, create a website for it. And our, our occupancy is about 50%. And so now my goal is I want to try to get that occupancy up to um, about 80, 80 to 95% um, occupancy um, and grow it that way. But that's been a, a huge success. Um, we, we have, you know, nothing but five-star ratings. And so it's been a lot of fun. You know, I would say just some, some um, tips that I would give for, for short-term, find something that's of minimal value um, that surprises your, 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 your guests um, that you don't list online, different things like that. Something simple just to make it more personal. Um, that's something that we've done and we've had great success with, you know, a lot of people, you know, mention it in their reviews and different things like that. But uh, it's just a, you know, when people are looking for, you know, Airbnb or, or you know, a place to stay away from, you know, large hotels, they want, you know, something personal, they want something a little bit unique and different. And so I think um, finding something like that is a great marketing, you know, expense that you can write off. Um, and so we've had great success with that. So, um, but yeah, what example, it, it, I mean, could you give a quick, quick example of what that would look okay, like? So, yeah. So like I'm in, um, we're in Amish country. And so, you know, we, we do baked goods. Do you have you know? a, a butter churn? <laughs> Actually, that's a great idea. I should, I should you know, my dad, my wife would want to stay there. She would love to, she loves everything about Amish. And so she was like, well, we could go move over there. Yeah. Yeah. So, 
Um, but yeah, so we, we get some local baked goods and just say, Hey, here's some local treats for you guys. Uh, hope you enjoy, um, and, and try to put a posted note or something like that on it. And so, yeah, just kind of, uh, make them feel at home. And that's very thoughtful. Um, that's been another, uh, the other, the other big thing that, you know, I never really realized, but we get a, a lot of compliments of is we have a man drawer. <laughs> a man know. drawer. What, what, okay. I can exa- imagine what that is. Tell me a little bit more about that. Okay. So it's, yeah, it's basically a drawer with a whole bunch of knickknacks. And so like, you know, you, a couple of spare batteries, you know, some pens, you know, um, just knickknacks of, you know, something, you know, people might need when they're gone. And so we've got, it's been funny just how many, you know, comments we've gotten about that. So that's fun. Yeah. Mandra, I like the name of that. Like when we moved, so my wife and I, we moved from California into Arizona we moved into one of our rentals. It's a really, you know, relatively small house, 1,250 square feet. And so we're eventually going to buy something a little bigger when the market does change a little bit more. But anyways, we have limited kitchen space and drawers and my wife's filling him up with a bunch of stuff. And I said, babe, and I don't, I didn't have, I, I could start calling it a man drawer, but I would call it a utility drawer. It's a utility, just to throw pins and batteries yeah. and matches and matches or like lighters or what are just things that you would need household that you wouldn't normally imagine. She was yeah. fighting me tooth and nail to put that in there. Eventually I want out and it's the most used drawer ever because it, everything yeah. is inside of there. So it's, that's a great idea. The collect all. It's the collect all. So, yeah, absolutely. Yep. Man, Kenny, yeah. this has been great. Now, hopefully everybody, so you, you listening to this show, you need to realize that Kenny and I are just regular people. I would say normal, but people get a little like, who, what's normal? But anyways, we're regular everyday people, like just your next door neighbor that has figured out how to do this and started doing it. And so you can do that, right, Kenny? I mean, is there any yeah. parting thoughts that you would like to give to everybody and helping them to realize that they can do it too? I would say, yeah, just, you know, learn as much as you can and, and take that first step. That first step is the hardest. But take that first step. I never imagined that I, I'm where I'm at today, you know, only about a year later, you know, after starting starting in. Um, but I would also say, you know, I love what Dustin says, live, live frugally. You know, it's it's, you know, live today, you know, save up as much as you can so that you can in, do do this investing and and make wise decisions. And then, you know, in the end, it's gonna pay pay for itself. So um, but I love it. Thanks, man. Kenny, it's been great having you. Hopefully people have got realized that, man, you can do that. Everybody can do that. But Kenny, it's been great also having you be a part of the the, um, the coaching and be a part of the community too. I love how you're just encouraging people and literally telling people, man, I'm, I got two properties at the same time. It's like this. People are realizing like in the membership, they're like, because we're all in Slack and we're all talking together for everybody that's listening. So we're all talking together. And Kenny, you pop on, hey, I just got two properties. Like what? This is awesome. <laughs> so, yeah, so if, if I can do it, anybody can do it. And so, yeah, I appreciate just all that you do, Dustin, and just your your heart behind, you know, just wanting to help a million people. I'm hoping that I can come on board and just help you achieve that goal. And so, um, yeah, so. Awesome, buddy. Hey, man, it's been great having you on. Thank you very much, Kenny. I really appreciate you. All right. Thank you, Dustin. And that is it for today. Go ahead and get my free real estate investing course. Text the word rental to 33777. R-E-N-T-A-L to 33777. You can also join my Real Estate Wealth Builders group coaching. Get all my courses. All right, guys, we'll see you in the next show. See ya. See ya.